We have fairly been agile, black. All these things have come from only one single principle. Find what the person is good at. Find what this person loves doing and let the work be aligned to that. So it's so easy to get this right. One of the key things we have been doing is hiring talent and not just get lost because of skills. Even if a person knows nothing, it doesn't matter. You can always learn this in four to eight weeks max. So for every company which is agile, I think owning and self-managing are very, very critical. So that's an aspect we keep in mind while hiring. Welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello everyone, hearty welcome to season 2 of Stars of Learning podcast and my name is Jyoti Ji. And I'm your host for the show and each fortnight, I interview the thought leaders who will share their best practices of learning in the 21st century. We will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools, technology, leadership and their journey in the learning field. So friends, I'm sure you will agree that the discovery of your talent is the beginning of your journey as your talent is your uniqueness. Developing and mastering your talent is a lifelong journey. So here is a super passionate team who believes that discovering talent is crucial for your success and growth as your talent determines what you can do and your motivation determines how much you are willing to do and your attitude determines how well you do it. And that's the capacity of this leader to translate this vision into reality. It's none other than Subramanian Shivakumar, who like to be called Subhu, a chairman and chief executive officer of Pratian Technology. And he is also the CEO of the World Research Center, a deep tech global research and investment ecosystem of the future, plus the member of board of directors for many research centers across the globe. Subhu is also a serial entrepreneur with over two decades of experience in the IT industries. He has an extensive cross-cultural leadership experience, having worked with Fortune 500 companies across large global enterprises and startups in all major geographies. He has been a digital business specialist, innovator, architect, mentor, strategy consultant, and investor. So friends, what I like about Pratian is it's all about employee first. They believe that, you know, each one of us has infinite potential and Pratian purpose is to connect people to accelerate their potential to infinite possibilities. Talent discovery is one of the among the, you know, six value delivery channels of Pratian. And what it does is it gives a multi-dimensional assessment framework for discovering the innate talent of an individual you know it guides them towards the best fitment for their career and how one need to be pursued with over a decade of experience in assessing about a million of people they have been told over and over again that you know this kind of a discovery has led to discovering themselves isn't it a wow feeling so guys i've known subhu from inception of Pratian Technologies 
an amazing wonderful personality to interact and i am inspired and enlightened whenever i have had a conversation with him and i have no words for his training delivery during those days of the years and it was a super duper hit so much so that we would wait for his date for training and i'm sure you are going to enjoy this conversation on talent discovery accelerating potential to infinite possibilities so buckle up and get ready guys because i have a great interview for you and before we jump in may i request you all to take a screenshot of this episode and share it as your insta story or any social media and don't forget to tag me at prajwita knowledge and without any further ado let me welcome my guest subramanian shivakumar ceo of pratian technologies subhu hearty welcome to the stars of learning podcast thank you jyoti that was quite a welcome and quite an introduction so thank you for making me part of this event awesome to have you on and glad that you're joining us today uh, subhu so before we start on this interesting topic on talent discovery uh, give us a little background about yourself how you got to where you are today right so jyoti with a lot of my introductions i'll keep it brief so i've been working in the it industry for a little over two decades now 23 years i started off as a c programmer in 1996 although my first interest was a mainframe cobol developer and then i we went on to programming c++ for quite some time and then i also had a 3 years stint with uh, a financial advisory services company in uh, bangalore we used to help a lot of these software companies in 1999 uh, raise capital so i was fortunate to get opportunities to work with uh, many top uh, fortune 500 companies like microsoft interface with compact then and then digital and then earns in young goldman sachs uh, sun microsystems and multiple companies and uh, when i started my career jyoti uh, i had uh, worked as a part time uh, faculty of a small college which is now a bigger college and i used to teach <laughs> computer science for some of these students there so okay. then in 1999 2000 i remember i was approached by one company to help intel in one of the challenges they were facing it was a large ec++ code they were writing some code sets and they wanted somebody who could uh, train their team and help them to fix the problem so i spent a couple of days with uh, one of the smartest engineers of my team saurabh saxena okay so this was amazing engineering and we actually got things cracked in less than two days and one thing led to other then my career took a different turn i started training companies different companies uh, at sun then from sun microsystems i went to ibm intel siemens oracle microsoft i was fortunate to have uh, consulted or trained for well over 50 different uh, large fortune 500 companies and then in 2006 i started off uh, as one of the co-founders of pratian technologies and from there uh, our company evolved into multiple things we also built a framework called skill assure that's when i met the jyoti at nest technologies and prior to that i used to know jyoti at philips i used to teach some of their architects and designers yeah. something on design and then from from there on it's been an unbelievable journey uh, little did we realize that we would have trained more than 50000 people and over 20000 all these new guys from campuses have been trained by us we never ever thought we'll be training this campus freshers because that was not our business model 
but then we were pretty successful doing this. And today we have a campus here in Whitefield. We have a nice 70,000 square feet renovation campus. Oh, we run wow. different accelerators. We have people coming in, uh, seeking jobs or for better skills, high end skills. We put them in a talent accelerator. From there, they work with our global development center. We build a lot of software uh, for healthcare companies in the US. Mm-hmm. We work with one of the largest hospitals in the world and with the large insurance companies in the US. So we have people working with us. And from there on, the smarter guys, they work in our innovation accelerator. If they have a prod- product or an idea which you think is worth, we help them to uh, incubate it, build it, take it ahead. And then people who have a good compelling business model, we actually encourage them to have their own startup and they get into a startup accelerator. So we built a full spectrum digital ecosystem from a C programmer to working in financial advisor services and as a trainer for many companies to now what we're doing. It's been an amazing journey of 23 years for me now. Wow. That's an amazing, wonderful journey. I think it's a holistic role from teaching to, you know, advisory consultant and a co-founder and being an entrepreneur and now on your own company. Wonderful, uh, Subhu. Thanks for that complete insight about what Pratian does uh, and a, a kind of a service on the full spectrum to the giving that digital ecosystem. Uh, wonderful. And I think we will deep dive into what Pratian does on the talent discovery. Uh, you are doing amazing work, you know, connecting talent to uh, opportunity and all of them. Let's begin with why, Subhu. Why it is important to focus on talent discovery? Yes, in my brief stint as a trainer, I don't think it was very brief. I did train for about 10 years from 2003 to 2012. So I used to uh, train different people across different companies. I used to find some people who are very, very smart and some people who were struggling. And the interesting thing was I found many people who were positively frustrated, not happy with their job. And many of them had uh, taken to ailments, uh, stress-related diseases. And most of them jokingly said they would like to get into farming, agriculture. So this used to puzzle me. On one side, many of these people have aspirational jobs. rest of India wants to be like them be well-traveled, work in large Fortune 500 companies, get well-paid, while we have had these people who are not very satisfied. So this was a puzzle for me. The initial enthusiasm of working in a company, it lasts only for three to five years. And then it all depends on the job and the organization. So as I started uh, thinking about this, uh, I met my guru in 2007. He taught me a lot of things from Vedanta and Bhagavad Gita. I found one uh, shloka in the Gita which is very impressive. It says, every society is well constructed when you're good and the current, the work you do are matching. So if the person's good, his qualities, his aptitude and his work profile mm-hmm. is in sync, is in harmony, then that person will deliver excellence leading to happiness. And I thought, wow, this is so easy. So, mm. But today we do not really know what is the basic composition of a person? We have people allocating different projects. We have people working in DevOps to augmented reality to big data to AI, uh, ML. <clears throat> so it, it all happened in a pretty random way. So I thought we should have uh, talent discovery going beyond simply taking talent. Really help the talent to discover about themselves. What is their attitude? What are they good at? And what they are not good at? And what are they passionate about? What do they love doing? 
what connects to what is a larger purpose and what are their goals so we started doing analysis of aptitude what we call as passion and their goals and then we started identifying different typical job profiles in the IT industry out of 36 we knew that many were actually good at three or four and then we could help them to choose narrow down to one option this we started doing gradually at scale now we made a product out of this and this has been the most uh, satisfying thing so when people uh, new guys come into Pratian and say what should be my job role we normally tell them take a tour just see what teams are doing let us know what you love doing and then you can start working on that and in a week's time they come and say look i would love to be uh, working on the big data stack they say okay go ahead you can start working with the team so therefore people choose what they love doing so it's so easy i don't have to manage them we don't have managers at all in Pratian. it's a very self-managed team we don't have too many hr folks uh, trying to resolve conflicts i've never resolved a conflict in the last uh, six years with all these people we are still a small company we have 250 people but we are fairly being agile flat all these things have come from the one single principle find what the person is good at find what this person loves doing and let the work be aligned to that so it's so easy to get this right hmm. so enlightening to listen about knowing the person good at love at and their goals and aspiration wonderful uh, thing about uh, the discovery what you are talking at Pratian uh, Subhu uh, Subhu I know you are following this uh, talent discovery and I like the concept and the objective behind that what you shared just now how did Pratian benefit from this quite a lot Jyoti we were a very small company you know that we were just bunch of eight to ten people training consulting that's yeah. about it and 2014 we decided to scale i was asked by my guru to scale we mm-hmm. adopted quite a few villages near our ashram so i was given the uh, job of trying to get some capital for the work we do and, and and then when i went to us i found a large health tech client from five or six people we started scaling to 30 60 100 then eventually we ended up becoming 250 odd and then we also quite other companies so it became a slightly larger team mm. uh, in this whole journey in the 48 months which it took us to uh, scale Pratian from three to maybe 300 I was in India only for 18 months so the company was not built by me it was built without me because the team was very self-managed and two our attrition has been almost minuscule you had the same people uh, who were building the product from scratch and they lasted the whole journey and they're all very smart we in fact assessed about 60,000 people and we took the sharpest 100 guys so all of them knew that they had 10 jobs and the place where our office is situated we have at least 400,000 engineers working and there's G to my right and there's here the infinite Accenture so many I get so so many companies are there here Hmm. and everybody would love to have such talent but my team never left me so Hmm. they have fun it's a very flat culture and we have been the biggest beneficiary of what we try to do in helping others we built our whole business model or entire organization based on the talent discovery model so we've been the biggest beneficiary of this hmm. wonderful uh, in fact you know uh, the moment when somebody hears about a company they go to glass door and do that kind of a check right and i was amazed to see that you know i i, I can say that it was a zero 
negative input on the glass door and that's a amazing uh, culture you have built uh, self managed is what you already said it was not you it's the people uh, i think uh, zero management with strong ownership and that's the culture you have built in wonderful to hear that uh, subu i think uh, talent is a greatest asset for organization and i can sense that when you are talking about that we should look at talent nurturing them the focus is how to recruit and retain the best of the best talent right i'm sure you have cracked the code and you have made that discovery uh, will this discovery uh, help to identify right people yeah absolutely yes as we are talking now we had this month uh, we met close to 350 people we got the 20 sharp people that we needed so we have made a very good system out of this and uh, we also benefited a lot because as an organization our entire team got pretty flat and we could just take people or fresh out of campus groom them and then start making them work on some very very complex uh, projects in fact we have been one of the largest health tech ecosystems for us healthcare now how could we do this we just started mastering the way that you were discovering talent and this is something that we have done assessing over 2 and 1/2 3 lakh people jyoti it took us a lot of time for us to learn this okay for the last 4 years so mm-hmm. we started coming with three fundamental things we said look there are certain technical competencies functional and there are behavioral competencies we also had one more called professional which is very similar to behavior okay. so we put this 45 competencies and we got combinations of these competencies mapped to a job role so typically in practice we have 36 different job profiles you could be a back end developer a front end developer a blockchain developer some person could be a full stack somebody could be an architect somebody could get into automation uh, testing somebody could be devops so we have 36 different job profiles we map this combination of 45 into the 36 and then we know that if these are the competencies the person is good at this would be the most suited job profile so we started hiring people for a given job profile then just core aptitude so this really helped us a lot mhm okay i think you have tapped on the self discovery to nurture the competencies and the categories of bringing 45 competencies for the job specific role but then i want to understand uh, how does this talent discovery platform make hiring easier yeah so as i told you we map the job roles uh, to different competencies right it's an it's a combinatorial thing Mm-hmm. now we are we are taking the trends we have we are using machine learning mm-hmm. and trying to make a science of this so what we are doing jyoti we are having a concept known as a talent dna so okay. for a given organization uh, i'll just take say your organization ness mm-hmm. so for a organization for a business vertical you might have a bfsi account and there you might have a customer it is a fictitious let's say a bank of america as your customer and for that you might have a technology team uh part of a project so bank of america might have a project let's say empire project is an example and there we have a team working on java and you would like to have a talent who's say a plus or b plus or b hmm. so we take combination of these six levels of hierarchy and create what will be a good talent dna a unique identification for that particular team so it's not about next hiring people it's about finding the right talent dna at that level So we started creating multiple such DNAs, 
and then we, we start mapping the competency to DNS. And as the machine learns from this, it gets more accurate. So now we can look at identifying the right talent for a specific job within an organization for a given customer. So that's basically how we are trying to do this. Okay. We are still learning. Mm-hmm. We are not perfected, but the results for tracking and our customer has been pretty, pretty encouraging. And these guys get deployed immediately and they are working on some of the most complex projects and our customers swear by what we are doing. I'm not trying to say this as a flashy selling thing, but it's such a nice, nice thing for any company to do. Mm-hmm. So do internal discovery and then start assigning work. Okay. Okay. I think uh, you have got a pulse of the pain points of the organization and then and getting the right fit is something uh, interesting. Definitely loads of effort at the back end would have gone to it. Uh, would like to understand, uh, uh, Subhu, will it deliver excellence to individual as well as organization through this process? Absolutely, as Jyoti. The, the history, the genesis for this, when mm-hmm. I came back from US, getting a very large client, it was a fairly good price thing that I had contracted for. I knew that I'll find good quality talent and still be fairly profitable. And when I came back and uh, we interviewed close to 350, 350 people, uh, we wanted to actually look at people who could build a healthcare digital platform from scratch. And all these were senior folks from many good companies. I think they were fundamentally pretty good, but not maybe oriented for a zero to one startup from scratch product building model where they cannot ask for clarity they have to come and define the key objectives so that was very disappointing we spent a couple of months we were willing to pay them very good salary and we failed and then had made promises there was timeline pressure then we knew that we had skilled thousands of pressures and put them in projects and deployed them we went the same route we went to the first uh, reputed college we assessed 300 people we got one person then from the next college, one person. So we kept doing this gradually. And then we started realizing that this works best. We can absolutely find out who's an A+. So we have this ranking, Jyoti. Okay. We call it as A++, the super, super sharp talent, A+, A, B+, B, B-. We normally don't hire people for B and below. Okay. Even B+. So one thing I'm very happy about how we have done the hiring, because I've also... Uh, met different people across 50, 60 companies. I would say Tratian has 70 to 80% in the band of AA+, which is kind of unusual for a company of our size. And we got this right, and even the few B-pluses we hired, we knew them beforehand. Hmm. So I would say our assessment has never failed us at all. And that's been how foolproof it has been. Uh, wonderful. And uh, Subhu, uh, with this approach, I think every organization needs a cream of the cream and you know all the a plus plus superstars is what they would require from your experience can you give some insight on you know what every organization should be mindful of while looking out for talent i think the most critical thing is uh, understanding the difference between hiring the talent and hiring skills i see many companies who are stuck into hiring skills when i say skills Covered with CVs, uh, they have all the technologies needed, and they are like uh, almost in as ready ready to go, and they have the right amount of experience. I, I don't think companies get it wrong, but there are different pressures: uh, just in time hiring, reduced timelines, access to limited set of people. So, what 
we have been doing is hiring talent and not go behind skills because in Tratian, we have a simple formula. We call it as 1, 2, 4, 8, 12, uh, 24. So what it means is there are certain skills we can pick in one day. I could possibly learn Python in two to four days. Hmm. I could really master big data stack even if I had not had a previous orientation. Certainly not more than four to eight weeks. There right. are certain technologies which can take 12 weeks. Very few of them, very few, I mean this very consciously, would take 24 weeks. Unless we are driving mission to Mars, something of that complexity, I don't see anything that we need more than 24 weeks at all. Okay. So I think simply trying to hire an Angular JS person or a guy Kubernetes, DevOps, it does not make sense. We have to assess their core aptitude. Are they brilliant people? Can they learn anything? Are they creative? Are they problem solvers or problem tellers? Can they do lateral thinking? Can they do breakdown? Do they have multiple dimensions of thinking? Can they think at multiple levels of depth? Once we assess that, technology is such an easy thing to acquire. So one of the key things we have been doing is hiring talent and not just get lost because of skills. Even if a person knows nothing, it doesn't matter. You can always learn this in four to eight weeks time, max. Hmm. And as an organization, if you feel you find most of the employees at the left side of the spectrum, they can all skill themselves in one to four weeks. And it's amazing for agility. Even one to eight weeks is fine. But if it's cured, people take more than 12 weeks to actually skill. It, it means that you lack business agility, either because there's some complexity which is being handled hmm. or because this, the talent on the floor is not sufficient enough. So moving to the left, moving to the spectrum, one to four is such a critical aspect. Hmm. We keep that in mind when we actually hire people. So hiring great aptitude, problem solvers is more important for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one to four is most critical and most urgent kind of a thing. And four to 12 is something uh, strategic, we could say, and something which is little more, which would take 24 it is aspirational, something like that we could uh, frame it? That, that's a great viewpoint. Maybe you're completely getting into a new domain. New <laughs> domain, more time to learn. You cannot do that in 1 to 24 weeks. Okay. If you're making a paradigm shift, you're targeting newer domains and you want to look at technologies for that domain, hmm. then maybe more than 24 weeks is a choice and that can be seen as a strategic hiring model. Okay. But if you're working on the same domains or domains which are not very complex, then it should certainly be a one to eight, certainly not more than that. That okay. agility is so critical today. Sure, sure. Yeah. And uh, this one, two, four, eight, twelve, twenty-four formula is something phenomenal, uh, Subhu. Uh, very insightful. And I'm able to resonate uh, this kind of a learning because I was able to pick this uh, podcasting itself uh, within uh, four weeks. And I was able to run the show uh, within 12 weeks, fixing up and, you know, get started. So I'm able to connect the kind of a strategy you put there, that formula. And just think about this, Jyoti. On the lighter side, you will struggle possibly to find some new competency in your HR space that could take you more than 24 weeks. It's such an irony. Hmm. Because most of the things you need to learn, you learn this faster. Yeah. Hence, Jyoti can learn faster is more valuable than the current skills you carry because almost everything you know, you could do a transfer in maybe less than 24 weeks. Hmm. And we're all as good as just maybe 24 weeks. So that's the fundamental bottom line in hiring. Hmm. 
Okay. So, so with this, uh, Subo, what is the approach one need to take and is there any model or a framework you recommend? Yeah, we have been using this uh, iterative uh, approach, Jyoti. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we say iterative, there are certain core competencies we expect in people like uh, ability to solve problems, uh, mathematical logic orientation, ability to handle complexity. We have three factors. Can the person ha- handle depth? Or is he a person with breadth? And can he focus on large-scale complexity? And then, is he good in integrating things? So these are some generic parameters we assess in people in iteration one. So from this, we kind of get to know if this person is a uh, siloed person or is he pigeonholed into thinking in only one dimension or can he see multiple dimensions and can he think at multiple levels of depth? Once the kind of feed that the person has is, then we go to second level where we look at specific competencies. From those competencies, in the third level, we can branch. Uh, okay, this person looks more like a UI person. Maybe this person looks more like a UX engineer. I think that's a skilling you can offer this person. We do this at three levels. And fourth course, we look at generic skills from a HR, more than HR, a cultural fit point for it, mm-hmm. and then compensation. So we have been using the iterative model and this works best for us. So moving on, uh, Subhu, I'm sure you have put your best to make this model success, right? Definitely, I'm I'm sure there will be problems and the opportunities in any process or a model we follow. What would be the roadblock or a challenges, you know, in this journey? And I would also like to know, you know, the acceptance from the organization as you are dealing with across five, Fortune 500 companies and you have built expertise over years, right? Right, yes. So what was the roadblock or the challenges and how did you mitigate? And I would, I would say the roadblock is more of two kinds. When we are recommending a model like this for hiring the, the more experienced people, what you call as laterals, there's so much of disbelief in uh, having this kind of orientation. I think there the challenge is more about trust. In the name of professionalism, there is lack of trust. So to be able to discover uh, what are the core competences in a person, I see that in many of the companies, that personal interaction is not happening. The empathy towards the person is low. From that culture, I I think that's one challenge that we have in the hiring because this model requires you to trust the person. Even in an interview, the person can fake. You've got no choice. Uh, at the right. in entry level, uh, I would say sometimes lack of maturity in mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. would become a bottleneck. Otherwise, more or less, the models, the assessments we have created have worked great for us and for many of our customers. To the extent I'm yet to recollect a person who was uh, hired through us, who was a poor performer, and we have done this in scale in thousands mm-hmm. so, and it's also been uh, well oiled we've been doing this from 2009 and it took us 10 years to master this i think it's in a fairly mature phase we don't claim to be perfect so so that we stop the innovation but i think we come along sure i think uh, definitely uh, subu there's a equal emphasis is also placed on both client and candidate satisfaction right you did say people can fake and you know things like that but how do we ensure that each one finds a perfect fit in the other? 
it's just not the organization building this culture right and the candidate getting scaled on the skill and the trust factor is also there and there are managers what should they know in the process and what is their role well, i think this is the most important thing something that we keep in mind all the time when we hire people we simply don't want people to work for us we want people to work for themselves that means we don't want people to work because uh, uh, there's some we don't have any managers somebody else who assigns goals we want people to own this so as we keep jokingly telling pratian has 250 to 300 ceos everybody has a sense of ownership so the only way we can get this is if they mm-hmm. fall in love with the culture so it's very important for the candidate buy in here not because we want to sell or get a buy in if the buy in is not there they will find we will both find very it's very difficult when we work together because the expectation is to own the goals and go for the results if the person is not very strongly oriented there and then you get suboptimal results so this is something that we do well it's not just about we looking at the fitment we make sure that people really think we are the right team to work with the right company for them and they really love doing this and there have been odd cases where employees have come and told me i think i want to see something else look at other companies uh, this is the kind of offer i'm getting what do i do mm-hmm. sometimes they tell them i think you should continue staying here uh, sometimes they tell i think it's a great thing go explore because the minute they can do it as a job they do this because they like us they build this relationship but if they're not owning their goals it becomes very difficult to be both flat and agile so for every company which is agile i think owning and self managing the very very critical so that's an aspect we keep in mind while hiring okay sure and is there a no uh, evaluation uh, in this uh, process uh, what is the approach you follow super i used to uh, try different approaches then i came across this body of knowledge it's called arbinger i was pretty fascinated when i read their book it's called the leadership and self deception from the arbinger mm. institute and eventually i also met them i traveled all the way to utah met the head of arbinger and we even started promoting arbinger programs workshops in india that's after a couple of years so i learned a very interesting concept from arbinger it's called having an outward mindset uh, it's like seeing people as people seeing them the same way that we see ourselves and we use a framework called outside inside out so we kind of try to understand the needs the goals the burdens and challenges of the person and then they start dealing with the person with empathy and most of the times when we talk to candidates we realize that they have not been listened to for years when you send them one of the last time somebody listened to your needs your goals your burdens your challenges surprisingly you would say not in the last 10 years so that's startling so we are not listening to people and we use this model outside inside out and that really helped us a lot so i should be very thankful for what we learned from our teacher okay insightful I think uh, Subhu uh, in our previous conversation you touched on you know you want to know about people what are they good at what they love and what are their goals and now you know the without word mindset outside inside out uh, it it's an interesting uh, uh, thing to put front of you know front of the candidate all of these would you also give a career path for these individuals absolutely the answer is yes and also we politely refrain from sharing specific career path culturally in pratian we like people to choose what they like to 
and take the company ahead as they move ahead in their career paths by video offers certain insights in terms of where they can get but mostly within the culture mm-hmm. all of our team members know where they want to be headed okay. and they have the flexibility the liberty to try new things fail sometimes even uh, upset some of the team members because they try new things but then mm-hmm. that's been the whole culture so this is something i learned from my guru uh, jyoti swami brahma yogananda he taught me this if everything is given by the self not as being selfish but through self knowledge it becomes pretty easy so we took the whole model it was more a vedantic model and then we started implementing them and it's been fascinating you choose what you want to do you choose your career path you honor your responsibilities don't fail the team so if everything can be driven by people with this kind of knowledge then it becomes easy to manage the only one thing here is how can you trust people there so he taught me that mm. first subo it's for you to be trustworthy without internal purity you cannot go out so the science is pure the scientist is not so don't worry about the other people you got evolved into being a better person i think we are trying to do that and other people are also helping us so that's the reason why trust gets created okay wonderful uh, i'm able to resonate what your guru is saying driven by self ownership and self managed i think you will see that success yeah i want to tell something here it's a very brief thing my guru taught me that don't try to control people he told me a story of the monkey putting its hand through a bowl which had a very small lid opening so and it got a full handful of groundnuts and that's how control is now it cannot take its hand out because it has so many groundnuts there's no space it does not want to drop the groundnuts to take its hand out he said you will become like the monkey with the groundnuts don't try to control people that keeps hitting me hard i keep remembering i should not be the monkey so i give people the space interesting story <laughs> yeah <laughs> see uh, yeah i think the i think that will be playing in our mind right <laughs> yeah sure how can uh, one understand how the behaviors of the candidate uh, suppo which will impact the performance of the candidate i i don't think i'm an expert in telling this but somehow uh, we tend to attract people who fit into our culture automatically mm-hmm. i don't know if there's a cosmic equation here or something that we are emitting and we have also seen that in certain cases we found people who were not able to fit into this culture and they eased out on their own so i think if you preserve the culture very strongly people tend to get attracted at the same time those who do not resonate with those values that culture you build will tend to move out so if you if i have to answer your question jyoti i really don't know that but we have made a lot of effort to define the pratian culture and to us that's my biggest investment and that helps mm. me a lot okay okay and uh, subu uh, on this uh, uh, whole model or the framework which we are talking about the talent discovery would it also give a report uh, would it also give a compatibility report which you know person's profile and will it compare it to the benchmark model of a particular job role what is required absolutely the assessment process has been fairly elaborate i will say very 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 elaborate we keep mm-hmm. uh, assessing people uh, continuously for extended periods of time and something that you have done for you at very entry level jyoti and 
also for many companies at lateral level. Mm-hmm. It could sound a little strange, but we have never found ourselves to be wrong in being demoted. What I mean is, uh, our report said this person is A. He ended up being a B or C on the floor. Never. Other way around has happened. Sometimes we were conservative or we didn't, we didn't become conservative. We just said he's a B plus candidate. He ended up becoming a top performer. Such cases have happened. It's because of the depth and the comprehensiveness in which we've been assessing people. And one good thing that our customers like is uh, we work with 30, 40 people or sometimes 100 people. And normally when people work with you, end of the day when you skill them and you assess them, there is some kind of a pressure inherently uh, where you need to make all these people top performers. We don't do that. We have given thousands of reports where we say, look, is your A+, plus? you have only 5%, 10% is your A, your B+, plus, your belly fat, it's 40%. You got some B, 30%, even have C, 20%. This is the result of what we have done in spite of you spending time. So initially, customers were a little startled, telling that how could they spend three months' time with you? Or how could they spend an entire week with you? This was at lateral level. And you can still say we have C. I said, look, skills are different. Core attitude, talent is different. These people can do the work. They'll take a little more time. So they have the required knowledge and ability to apply. You can say they have the skills. But in terms of being able to handle complexity, it's a different thing. So we keep doing this. And this was really appreciated by our customers because now they knew where to deploy whom. You don't put an A plus on a C role. He quits. You don't take a C and put him in an A role. So can we offer very clear insights about each person to a client and then go further beyond and say what role treatment this person will be and then get them deployed into a project. That's something we learned doing this over the last 10 years. Hmm. Interesting. Subhu, uh, since we are talking about skill assure talent, is deployable on a day one to the business post your uh, training? I have had a first-hand experience of skill assure in my company. Can you give an aerial view to my audience, how it works, you know, how that translates into business continuity? So I should say the whole skill assure thing started when I used to do some work with my sis. Uh, we were building a team for them, risk management team. I used to interview a lot of people, some of the senior folks for design architects to be part of the team. And then the HR person moved from my sis to Manhattan. So I continued doing some work there. And I had a request one day where they hired a bunch of freshers. They were really not into skilling freshers. But she said, we have some good people. We have just 21 days and can you help us to skill them and somehow get them deployable into a U.S. project they have to go fly in 21 days from now? It was a jaw dropper because these are just people from IIT's campus not having the required skills, huge gap. And here we are given 14 days. We somehow said yes. And we spent a month for preparing for this 14-day workshop. We had to build an entire application of the same complexity that they were working with the supply chain. We took a similar application. And then we skilled these guys on the entire tech stack. It was a pretty old tech stack. It was good then. Today it's old. It was ASP, VB.NET, ADO, SQL, that kind of uh, tech stack. So we taught them the entire technology in just one day. And then we taught them the same technology set in a greater depth in three days. Then again, three days. Then again, three days. And then after 10 days, we did four iterations. We said, guys, 
start building two, three user stories, code them out. And surprisingly, they were able to do that. So we didn't realize what we did. When we reflected back a couple of years from there on, where I wanted to build a business where it should not be working only because of me. Somehow it should work in spite of me, for me. Then I thought, look, this is something we did. Looks like uh, this pressure is a huge problem. Uh, why can't we productize this? And that's how I met you, Jyoti. Thankfully, you introduced me to Anil. He was a big help, very, very, very sharp guy. He was your manager. So, And we did our first delivery at uh, Nest. I still remember Quintiles was part of Nest then. Comedians, yeah. money even told me, Subhu, you're going to fail. And I'm going to hold you after 60 days. These guys are not going to be deployable. I don't know why, but you just convinced me, okay, I'll give, you, give it a shot. He just gave us two people to train. We somehow pulled some 35 people, I think. Yes. 15 or so from .NET, 20 from Java. And this, uh, you also gave us time for about 45 days to skill them, which was significantly more than the 15 days we had. And magically, all of them got deployed, I think, on day one, within their first week, etc. That is when we really thought, hey, this is something special. And then we started scaling. And there was a time where Jyoti, we went beyond deployable and day one. Many of our customers said, look, stop the training. We don't need them. They are already deployable. They take them out of our trainings. Interesting. And we did this with your 35 to start with. Today we have done close to 20,000. So it's been a fascinating journey. We never thought we would be ending up training this entry-level pressures and make a business model out of it. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear that kind of a a uh, huge journey you have had, uh, Subhu. And I know the win going through, you know, Skill Assure uh, talent uh, framework, uh, especially for the business, you know. But from your experience across, what is the success ratio going through this model, Subhu? And is, is there any example also you want to share about any, somewhere you have delivered truly unique? Nest was when we started this unique journey. From there, we got a call, I think, from HCL. They had the same problem, non-deployable pressures. So we got some 800 people to train. From there, we went to Oracle. We, and then Mindfree came to us. It was very interesting. They were building this model for Kalinga Bhubaneshwar. I met uh, Krishna, a fascinating person, and also Naveen. He was heading the LND. Then I met a very, very amazing person there called Anindya. Uh, so he was. I learned a lot from him. So they were trying to come up with a model which was purely project-based learning. It suited us fine because we enjoyed working on these things. They already had their trainers, so we didn't disturb them. They used to teach them in one half, send them to us in the second half, and we used to uh, make them work on a real environment. So every person had to work on a branch of the team. They all had their test engineers, and they were given bugs to fix, change requests to manage, sometimes build from scratch. We did this. And this became a pretty smash hit. In fact, I think we trained close to 2,000 people in two years for MindTree. And from there on, a lot of companies came to us telling that, why can't you go source people and train them and give us the ready to deploy people so we can pay your fee for this? And then we took a lot of people, we started assessing them, we trained them free on this, we took the risk. Then our customers started paying uh, for this. And then we started scaling this gradually. So some of the pleasant experiences has been with the Oracle Siemens. We do a lot of work with them. Quintiles has been very fascinating. So has been Amadeus, Mindtree, Oracle. So yeah, Eurofins. So we worked with many of these customers. Sure. 
and uh, would this uh, discovery also sub would uh, reinforce uh, continuous learning too because i would be curious to know about being in the lnd you know would it help in you know continuous or upskilling or a cross skilling with this process yeah this is something uh, we learned as we were skilling people jyoti because when we were uh, hiring people in prati and i had control of the quality of talent which i wanted to hire so we had the luxury to go and assess 60000 people and choose 100 because we were not hiring thousands like many of the large companies we don't have those challenges when we go to these large companies you know they have a limited talent pool and then they are all competing hiring these people uh, not adequately skilled so when we put them through the talent accelerator we were sometimes perplexed that people could not really keep in pace with us and then suddenly out of the blue after 3 weeks these guys would start performing well so i was observing and wondering why is this happening then i realized that uh, some people understand skills as time progresses and the irony jyoti which is so fascinating in the training space the most critical uh, knowledge items i need to work on a project are normally the ones which are more complex and they are thought in the, in the last phase of the training say from day uh, 40 to 50 or 50 to 60 the easy mm. ones are thought in the beginning but then mm. you have so much of time to reiterate and learn the easy ones the things which matter the most you have so little time so we thought okay this is the second challenge people started understanding their week one of learning in week four but the week 10 of learning they have no time because they just moved off so what we okay. did we started teaching them their week 10 in week one it was crazy but that helped help them we started demystifying the entire tech stack and that's when the whole genesis of green force learning iteration by iteration came through and we built this uh, very nice model iterative learning framework it's a four iteration model where the first iteration we met people acquire the critical skills for them to decide whether they can go into this discipline or not uh, second iteration we demystify the entire tech stack in 3 days we teach them the whole tech stack the next iteration we t- tell them look don't worry about uh, uh, the trainer or the technology can you solve a problem show it build an application end to end and the mm-hmm. fourth iteration we tell them now you know you can build an application but can you build like an expert it's not just writing code how do you layer this how do you do separation how do you do theory and how do you do performance uh, tuning how, how do you actually deploy when an application is running with no downtime then they start learning the higher order by doing this iterative way of reinforcing knowledge we were pretty successful in what we did interesting Sisabu, I think we have got a glimpse of you know all the talent discovery and the skill assure process. How it can be a differentiator for the individual and for the organization and the culture to play the whole aspect, right? A uh, wonderful insight on this. And is there anything else you would like to add that will be of value to my listeners? I don't know if it will be of great value, but I want to tell this with honesty. all these iterative models all these techniques and all the idea of being uh, having self managed cultures were all learned by me from my guru who taught me a lot of things over the last 12 years so mm-hmm. today i can swear by his principles almost everything that we implement at work is what i've learned from him so finding the right mentor a guru helps this could be possibly the most valuable thing for you listen sure And do you also want to share what Pratian is doing? 
I think as an organization, Jyoti, uh, we are now evolving into a larger vision. It was all a couple of people, three, four people coming together, trying to do some scale, trying to do some good work. Then we achieve some scale. Now we are doing something which is uh, very fulfilling. We are connecting ourselves with our own purpose of life. It's so beautiful when your work is purpose-driven. In fact, we got the purpose of Pratian only last year. It's connecting people to their infinite potential. It's very Vedantic. Everybody has infinite potential. If you break the boundaries and barriers of the mind, then they can get into their infinite potential. And then there are so many opportunities. So we took, we are taking that as our model, as our purpose. And we, we thought, what can we do best? We know some technology. We build some pretty complex platforms. But then what is it we can do for a country? So my guru has given this mantra for me. It's called Param Vaibho Bharat. In how to build a strong Bharat for a peaceful world. I thought, let me combine my professional knowledge with what he thought. And we are trying to make our country the leader in what we call as responsible digital innovation. While there's a lot of industrial code or technologies which we use and many people are using this. Uh, we also know that from industrial revolution one to four, we have blown all our glaciers away. There's more global warming. This from the nuclear bomb to plastic. It's been very chaotic. We hope that uh, industry four should not add to this chaos exponentially. So I thought uh, India being the land of uh, what we call as dharma, it's a great thing to get inspired from and we'll create responsible digital innovation. And we can make our country lead, uh, be a leader in this. Leader not as in showing off being a leader, in a very responsible way. So we are trying to create multiple uh, digital innovation clusters all over the country, interconnect them. We are aspirational of having about 100 of them. And we have started this journey. We have uh, eight or nine that's on the way. And this is the biggest thing. This is our 10-year vision. If we can succeed, we'll be extremely happy. In a nutshell, this is what we're trying to do. And we are trying to create an integrated digital ecosystem for future skills and for innovation, solving the problems of our country, and then for entrepreneurship. So we would like to uh, incubate and accelerate close to a 1,000 startups in the next 10 years. I think we're well poised to do that. And uh, maybe if we do this with the right amount of surrender and without ego, we should be able to achieve our goals. Wow, wonderful uh, closure on that uh, purpose of Pratian uh, Subhu. And that's how this podcast is all about talent discovery. And last question, Subhu, how do you see talent strategy trends in 2020? Oh, 2020. Uh, I would say in the next decade, what would matter a lot is the ability to do depth thinking and innovate. Certainly creativity is going to be the most critical thing. There's a lot of hype on the AI ML, but there's only so much that you can do with programming as you can do with the creativity. So creativity is very important. Uh, critical thinking is very important. Ability to handle scale complexity, thinking ecosystemic. That's a, a very important thing. Emotional intelligence is going to be very high and problem solving skills. So, of course, technology, uh, design thinking, all these are going to play a role. Uh, this software aspect, I think, will be more critical because most of the tasks or the tools that the product you need are all getting so rapidly automated that software is going to build software as AI does multiple things. So it's all going to be about creativity and compassion, empathy, end user experience. Uh, what might not, uh, what might lose appeal is all the repetitive tasks that we do with the multiple 
SLAs, many of them are going to get knocked out. So, uh, main, being into maintenance projects, uh, which are SLA driven, all of which can be automated, are going to be a challenge. And also, in a lot of these companies, the mid-level managers, unfortunately, they are all struggling because the young guys, the new guys are available, the top guys hold ROI, but the mid-level is really left nowhere. I see a lot of churn happening, a lot of problems happening. It would be great for companies to address their needs and start skilling them because they were smart and they just got out of tech with the technology. So this would be very important. Yeah, insightful, uh, Subhu. Subhu, now we have lined up some rapid-fire questions to know about the leaders who come on the Stars of Learning podcast. And these questions are targeted to know about you which will influence my listeners to engage, enlighten, and empower. And that's the mission of my podcast too. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. According to you, what is your star moment? Every time I find a bright new young talent, I feel so happy. That's my star moment. And what inspires you to do everything that you do today? As I told you, Param Vaibhav Bharat, that's my mantra. But truly speaking, doing this helps me to evolve into a better person than what I'm today. I think it's more internal. And of course, trying, trying to be as helpful as possible. Sure. And since you own a company, Sabo, what's one thing you would do differently in learning in Pratyan? I think as we get used to working, we start building artificial boundaries. I would like people to constantly keep breaking their barriers, try the impossible and keep creating newer ways of learning. The learning agility is one thing that I would like love to improve in practice. And what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? First would be to become a better person. Second is the, the uh, entire innovation ecosystem you're creating in India and also globally. And third would be supporting young talent, uh, giving the right ecosystem to not just be global leaders in technology, also emerging to responsible digital innovators. These are the top three things I have in mind. And if I may ask you, what are your strengths? I don't take myself very seriously. I think I try to drop my identity as much as possible and learn from what my guru has taught. Uh, this possibly could be a strength. And uh, what's the best book you have read this year or any time you would like to recommend to my listeners? The three things I liked, Zero to One. Very interesting. Okay. I've read this a few times. Uh, second is, Good to Great, I find it fascinating. And then uh, I'm reading a book which is now called The Magic of Getting What You Want. So these three books, I like enjoying uh, reading them this year. And what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model or a mentor you ever had and what made that person great for you? I know we are hearing about your guru. Uh, if you would like to explain what made that person great for you. It's a love, empathy, uh, discipline and humility. And are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you? It sounds very ironical being a techie. I started <laughs> practicing this 10,000 steps a day. So I love, love the app I have my iPhone. I find that as a best tool, the minute I stay fit and exercise, I'm doing things much better. Ah, interesting. And are there 
any habit you are practicing which has made you successful in whatever you do now other than the 10000 steps so whenever i get success the ego keeps surfacing so i try my best to get rid of it now i'm practicing med- meditation or what we call as vipassana this helps mm-hmm. a lot so it allows you to stay grounded stay focused and uh, look at the larger purpose mm okay And so we have come to an end of this interview and before that I have one last question um before I collaborate or where can they reach out to you so oh, they just have to get in touch with Jyoti and Jyoti can help connecting to a thousand people <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's fine I think I will definitely put you on LinkedIn profile is there any other way you would want to surely they can reach out to me uh, my email id is ss at patian.com i'll be happy sure. to do whatever i can and i can be reached on the emails sure thanks and on a closing note and that last question uh, subo you are advice to people who are new and want to accelerate their career i can share one mantra my guru taught me he called it as possible done so if it's possible get it done then i understood that many people are not very strongly oriented about their goals they just desire to make it happen they don't have the real will to make it happen so that goal orientation if it is weak it does not really become possible to get it done so i think if you really want to make things happen it can get done so the mantra that my guru taught me is possible done then he said if you practice this sufficiently then look at the next thought impossible done confront your fears don't be afraid of the unknown expand your boundaries so these two things help me a lot maybe i would like to share this to your viewers that's that's amazing and great uh, insight uh, subbu so guys all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast stars of learning and also on my website prajwitaknowledge.com that is p r a j v i t a knowledge.com i will list out all our conversation in my podcast description for your quick reference thank you so much subhu for being on this show i really enjoyed the whole of conversation on talent discovery and the nuggets you have shared and also about the personal habits which uh, has really scaled you i think it's a uh, one habit i think people should look forward to practice uh, that's a good takeaway for me really appreciate your time thank you jyoti i was very happy to be interviewed by a celebrity interviewer i know you're very <laughs> popular nowadays so glad you found it fit to talk to me for a while uh, my honor shubhu it's been great to have you on my show so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation with subramanian shivakumar If you have got any learning or motivated hearing to Subhu then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on all social media Facebook Twitter or Insta and tag me and Subhu and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower all my wonderful listeners thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you